Now, the only thing about this whiskey, um, I was looking at the bottle and I noticed it. Um, most scotch drinkers and whiskey drinkers are going to go ahead and tell you that the good scotches or whiskeys are aged 10 to 12 years. Um, I noticed this one might be a little bit rushed because on the bottle it proudly announces that it was aged for five months. So, um, I appreciate our local businesses for dabbling and trying their hand in it, and I'm sure that they're going to improve as they grow. Uh, however, age for five months might not be long enough for whiskey or scotch. may want to take that one back in and age it just a little longer. But on to shelf number seven. Um, we're nearing the halfway point in the end of the episode. Um, I made a little bit of an edit there, so there might have been a jump for a second. I'm still trying my hand at editing these things instead of just going straight through with one take. So uh, hopefully it's not too jarring. But on shelf number seven, we're going to pick up a, and completely jump out of fantasy and science fiction. Pick up a crime novel by Marcus Seiki. Um, it is called The Amateurs. It is hailed as genius by Chicago Tribune. Um, the back cover says, do you get what you deserve or what you take? For four close friends, getting together for drinks means more than blowing off steam. It is a chance to step outside their lives. On their own, Alex, Ian, Mitch, and Jen are everyday people. But when they're together, the whole world becomes a game. Everything is discussed. Anything is possible. When presented with a risky opportunity to steal a fortune in dirty money, each finds a different reason for taking the chance. Fear, desperation, love, excitement. But in this game, any misstep carries lethal consequences. And these four rank amateurs are playing against the most dangerous professionals imaginable. Okay, you might not like crime fiction. Um, you may never have heard of it, may never have tried it. I highly recommend that you give the amateurs a chance. This book is one of those that grabs you real quickly early on punches you in the gut and just holds on to you for the whole story. It sticks with you after you're done. It is enjoyable. It's well-written. It's paced incredibly great. And you just sit there turning page after page. It's one of those that you're upset when you have to set it down to do anything else. So in my book, that's a really good book. So I highly recommend that book. Um, and then let us move on to the shelf number eight. Now, shelf number eight is a mixture of paperbacks, hardbacks, and trade paperbacks. So this is an interesting combination of books right here. I think this is where I just hit the point where I was trying to put all these books into the shelf and didn't really care if it came out very well ordered or not. Um, so basically what I'm saying is this shelf is probably more of a mess than most any other one of the shelves there. Um, so... The uh, book that I'll go ahead and pick up from here, I'm going to go with a classic. I'm going to pick up Ernest Hemingway, To Have and Have Not. Um, now, Ernest Hemingway, uh, many of y'all have heard of him. Some of you might have actually read him in your long and illustrious reading career. I've read one book by Ernest Hemingway. It's To Have and Have Not. And I really enjoyed it. want to go ahead and read more of his works. I just haven't made the time for it yet. I know for some reason he's become a very divisive author, which you either love Ernest Hemingway or you hate, hate, hate Ernest Hemingway. So I find that very interesting. 
And um, I've talked with some of my friends who are Ernest Hemingway fans about that phenomena and can't quite put the finger on exactly why, um, except maybe Hemingway was rammed down everyone's throats so much in English classes that it's really easy to just go ahead and dislike it because you have to read it for school instead of reading it for fun. I don't know. I do know that this is Hemingway's classic novel about smuggling intrigue and love from the back. To Have and Have Not is a dramatic story of Harry Morgan, an honest man who is forced into running contraband between Cuba and Key West as a means of keeping his crumbling family financially afloat. His adventures lead him into the world of the wealthy and dissipated, I don't know why that word's there, yachtsmen who throng the region and involve him in a strange and unlikely love affair. Harshly realistic, yet with one of the most subtle and moving relationships in the Hemingway Ovir, to have and have not is literary high adventure at its finest. So that's a very short blurb. And then there is a huge blurb about Ernest Hemingway and who he is. Um, so I won't go into that because most of y'all already know it. But like I said, this was my first Hemingway. It won't be the last Hemingway that I read. Um, and it was a very enjoyable Hemingway. However, it is no winner of the Campus Life Editor's Choice Award. So I don't know if that really recommends it or not. Now we're coming to the very last shelf that we're going to do today. And we'll sh save the other shelves for the next episode. Um, this is, again, a collection of hardbacks and trade paperbacks. And is a interesting mixture of books. Like there are, uh, we'll just say there are several different genres here. Apparently this center section is where I was just like, Okay, screw it. These are just going on the shelf. Um, but what we're going to do, seeing how this is me, and this is an excellent chance to go ahead and jump into one of my favorite genres, I'm going to pick up the controversial classic of military adventure. It's none other by Starship Troopers by Robert A. Heinlein. Now, there is no writing on the back cover. This is one of those nice little um, reprint collections that actually has Heinlein's signature printed on the back cover. The front cover shows a Starship Trooper um, armored in his uh, war gear, putting on his helmet. So we'll flip to the inside cover where it says, Join the Army and See the Universe, Starship Troopers, Robert A. Heinlein. In Johnny Rico's world, a few centuries from now, anyone may join the military if he or she really wants to. Service is entirely voluntary. In fact, it's discouraged. Of course, there's a catch. If folks don't sign up, they forfeit full citizenship, which in turn means they can't vote. Basic training is made so harsh that only those with the highest character will survive. Make the sacrifice and you become eligible to vote. It's as simply as that. For Johnny Rico, who signed up on a whim soon after his 18th birthday, it was as simple as that. He just never figured he'd wind up a soldier in the mobile infantry. The service with the highest casualty rate, and where a sergeant tells him, we'll make a man of you, or kill you trying. To Johnny's surprise, he gets through the toughest boot camp in the universe, only to be sent into battle against mankind's most petrifying enemy. Now, I know what a lot of y'all are thinking. You're thinking, I saw the movie. I don't need to read the book. For starters, that movie is a campy sci-fi movie, cheesy, enjoyable, and a horrible, horrible take on the book. I'm sorry, the book and the movie really don't have very much in common other than it is... Space Marines Battling Bugs. There you go. Um, the book itself is very thoughtful and very thought-provoking. It is a classic of military sci-fi. Um, it is, a, to me, 
I really enjoy it. I read it when I was a child. I read it again as an adult. I thought it held up well on the reread, which for me is a high mark for a book when it can hold up well on a reread. And it's a book that I even want to reread because there's so many books that are already on my TBR. Now, whereas this one did not win a Campus Life Editor's Choice Award, this one won a Hugo, which means a little bit more in my book collection world. And um, like I said, if you saw the movie, this one is not like the movie. It's much better than the movie. And if you love the movie and you feel like I'm trashing the movie, to each their own, but give the book a shot, see what you think, and you might really enjoy it. Now, that has been a brief tour through my shelves, grabbing one book off of each shelf. Um, In the next few days, I'll go ahead and work on the next episode, which will carry us through either the rest of the shelves or about 30 minutes into them, at which points I'll pause and finish up uh, everyone, because I try to keep these episodes around 30 minutes for the sake of both your listening enjoyment and also my voice. And so far, I've made it without a yawn or a sneeze, so I think I'm doing pretty good here. Um... I just always want to let y'all know that I appreciate you. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. It means the world to me. This is one of my favorite creative outlets, um, and it's a joy for me to make it, and it's even more amazing that people enjoy listening to it. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. You can email me, uh, message me on Instagram, um, find me on Twitter. Uh, You can go ahead and give me your feedback there. And as always, feel free to go ahead and give an amazing five-star rating to the podcast. No pressure. Um, But yeah, I enjoy and appreciate you listening. Hope you had a lot of fun and y'all take care.